Hello, loves. Welcome back to the Living Out Love podcast. Today's episode is not anything you've heard before. <laughs> um, you are going to hear me working with the lovely Della Barbado. And this session is different than a typical session that a client would book with me where I would give them psychic information or mediumship information. It's going to feel a little bit more like a coaching session. Um, my intention is not to be a coach. My intention is to be a transformation doula. So doula would be somebody that is um, assisting someone in a great transition. We think about doulas in terms of somebody that supports a woman in labor, or now there's death doulas that help a person that's about to pass on, know what to experience, help their families know what to experience to provide that level of support for these major life transitions. And so I am creating a container for people where I am a doula to their transformation, to their own death and rebirth. And that's not something that's going to happen in an hour, but you will hear of the very first conversation that Della and I have together um, as me being her transformation doula. So her name is Della Barbado. Her website's dellabarbado.com. She has a book. Her book is called Almost Della. It's a memoir. It's available on Amazon. You can find those links in the show notes. Um, we didn't actually talk too much about the trauma. You're going to hear her reference um, a sexual abuse trauma. We don't really talk about it. It's not an explicit trigger warning thing. Um, but if that is something that you are curious about or has happened to you, then definitely, you know, look her up, access the links below and enjoy the first 40 to 45 minutes of our conversation is primarily about what's going on in her mind and, you know, mine and her guide's reaction to it. And then we move into, she asks a question about how are we supposed to manage life ourselves regarding what's happening in Israel and Gaza. And um, we, we, we have a few minutes of conversation about that. And then at the end, we, we just did a, a quick guided vis visualization um, for her. So that's what you're going to hear. And it, it is long. Um, you can jump around if you'd like to within the episode. Um, but the theme of the episode is self-judgment. And I think that that's something we, we probably all struggle with. And so I hope that it benefits you. And I look forward to seeing you all next week. Thanks for listening to my doulaship episode. Bye loves. All right. Well, let's both take a breath together. Let's just inhale. And as we do that, we are consciously relaxing our bodies, telling our bodies that it's perfectly safe to be in this container together. Inhale. Exhale. I am feeling so many guides and angels stepping up to the plate for you. <laughs> as I'm relaxing my body, I'm just feeling this like waves of spiritual um well, presence is one way of saying it, but it's also wisdom. Like I'm feeling these people kind of step up to the plate. So 
Bella. This is the beginning of our, I don't want to call it a coaching journey. I want to call it like a doula journey. Um, and so it's the beginning of our journey together. And so what is your wish or intention, your vision for what you would like to work on? So I've put a lot of uh, effort and time into healing from um, sexual abuse that I endured as a teenager for uh, an extended period of time. Um, and it, the, the worst thing about that abuse was the emotional abuse because it wasn't just my body, it was my love um, and my trust that were um, completely um, manipulated uh, to his um, sickness or whatever. So I have been healing for that for from that for a long time and I feel like I've come so far. I know I have. Um, but there are, you know, times when life happens um, and I get into these deep uh, areas of negativity and I just want to curl up in a ball and turn life off. Um, and uh, I then judge myself for not being able to function. Um, sometimes when I go to sleep or I'm trying to go to sleep, like I'll fall asleep on the couch, right? And then I go to bed and then I can't go to sleep because, hey, I'm worried about... Um, the way this person thinks of me or the way that um, I, I reacted to this situation. Um, and my mind just stays there like a, uh, like a, like a niggle. And it's like, I'm, I'm trapped in this little um, cloud, a black cloud. And I'm like, and I know that, okay, I don't have to stay here. This is old wiring and I can move. Um, but I can't do it by myself. I have to turn on um, uh, a meditation app or a um, a spiritual talk from something on my phone. Um, so that's that's the first thing is is and I know that it's life and I know that most people get there. Um, but I want to move away from these areas of, of, um, of just being in that, in that horrible funk. Mm -hmm. So I want to start by addressing something that you said that, no, let me go back and ask you a question before I go there. When you were talking about life, how sometimes it can feel like you're in this dark cloud and that you have to move when life happens, so to speak, emotionally, do you feel as though it always comes back to that original pain point, that original trauma? Or do you feel like there's other pain points in your, like we all have other things or is that always the root of the pain? The root of the pain to me is, is, is judgment of myself. And that is the way that I have been brought up um, with a, um, a very, um, 
sibling that was a, a bully and um my mom i think has a lot to do with that too because she thinks very little of herself even today and she taught us that having said that i feel like my low point has definitely moved up is that the right way mm -hmm. yeah. um that it used to be where it was much worse you know um but and but now it's just I, I am conscious from because of the work I've done to be aware. I am aware, hey, I'm in this place I don't want to be, and I can, I can do things to get out of it. I can change my frequency. But at the same time, it's, it's still uncomfortable and sad. And um, I, it's funny because I have been in victimhood for a very long time. And I know that that is not um, a place that I want to be and to move myself out of that. Um, but at the same time, it's, it's, it's there, it's wired. It's, it's, uh, it's ingrained. Yeah. <sighs> okay. So I want to start with something that's going to seem a little small con compared to the topic of self-judgment. But when you were talking about the dark cloud, you said that you can shift, you can get out of it, but I can't do it by myself and how you have to rely on a meditation or something. And that statement is so interesting because A, you're judging yourself in the statement that like that you need help is an issue, but also we're not supposed to do it by ourselves. And so we're going to work real quickly just on removing that statement as if that's a problem that I can't do it by myself. We have spirit for a reason, you know, and if meditation is, is your way of getting out of your body's pattern in that moment to reconnect with your higher self or source or whatever, whatever that is, that's not a sign that you can't do it by yourself. That's a sign of, you know all the tools in your toolbox and you're using the one that you need in that moment. So when I say meditation, I mean the app. So I'm relying on um, someone, right. an audible coming through the phone um, or whatever. Sure, you're utilizing. Yes, yes. You're utilizing. So, but I just want to make yes, sure that it's, when I say meditation, it's not just me centering and, oh, I'm going to do this by myself. No, it's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a tool. It's an app. Yeah. So I am a spiritual person for a living. I record meditations like this is my and I need guided meditations. Also, I sat down to meditate this very morning. I wanted to do a healing on something very much related to what we're talking about. And I am ADD. And so I can't I keep going, oh, I'm supposed to be doing this. And I go over here. So like. That doesn't mean I'm a broken person that can't heal myself. It just means like, these are the ways in which I can calm my body. These are the ways in which I can connect with spirit. And there's no, the whole idea that like, I can't do it by myself is not, it's just not true. Number one, because whether you're choosing to go for a meditation or you're choosing to walk or you're choosing to like binge and watch Netflix, like none of those things are wholly reliant you know what i mean like they're tools that you use 
but then also you're not by yourself. There's no, like, there's no such thing as us doing life by ourselves. We're in partnership with spirit, whether we know it or not, whether we utilize it or not. So to have any amount of energy judging yourself on how you take care of yourself, you know what I mean? Like we're never going to be able to get to self-care if we're just going to judge the route that you take. And so that's the the thing that we're going to release. Um, step one, let's release that thought. So I want you to, are you familiar with tapping at all? Yes. Okay. I'm not an expert, but this is where I'm feeling led to go. Um, I want you to just close your eyes and um, take some fingers and tap up above your third eye here and say, I don't have to do life by myself. I don't have to do life by You're myself. I am always in partnership with spirit. I am always in partnership with spirit. There is no right way to heal. There is no right way to heal. Okay, now I want you to come and tap on your wrist. I am beautifully supported in my healing journey. I am beautifully supported in my healing journey. All emotions are safe for me to feel. All emotions are safe for me to feel. My emotions are just information. My emotions are just information. Okay, and I want you to come tap kind of right in between your collarbone here, like right on your sternum. There are many tools in my toolbox. There are many tools in my toolbox. I am free to choose whatever method supports my healing. I am free to choose whatever method that supports my healing. There is no place where spirit will not meet me. There is no place where spirit will not meet me. I am a powerful creator of my healing journey. I am a powerful creator of my healing journey. Okay, now we're going to come back up to the forehead to the third eye up here. Man, I had it and it's just escaped me. I, um... I choose to love myself in any condition. I choose to love myself in any condition. 
I choose to allow what brings me healing, no matter the form. I choose to allow what brings me healing, whatever the form. My connection with spirit is one of my greatest strengths. Sorry. That's okay. I need to let that sink in. Yeah. <sighs> it's funny because this overwhelming feeling that I'm having right now, mm. I know is this, it goes back to like, Sometimes I, do, I think I don't even deserve my angels and my guides and my spirit. It's like, mm -hmm. oh, wow, these are here for me. Wow, what a shock. Like, <laughs> I did not bring any Kleenex to this desk. It's overwhelming. It's overwhelming their love for me. And and I feel it. And sometimes I still go to that place where, oh, is this for me? I don't deserve that. Mm -hmm. And then when they correct me, that's when these tears come. Mm -hmm. So, um, let's see if I have anything in here. No. Um, I, can you repeat? <laughs> Do you remember yes. what you said? Yes. Oh, look, I have this. It's a mask, but it'll work. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to say my connection with spirit is one of my greatest strengths. My connection with spirit is one of my greatest strengths. I allow spirit to support and nurture me no matter what. I allow spirit to support and nurture me no matter what. I know that judgment is a human condition. I know that judgment is a human condition. I will gently remind myself of my worthiness whenever I need the reminder. I will gently remind myself of my worthiness whenever I need a reminder. Okay, and let's just take a breath and check in. <sighs> Anything so, else coming up for you? I mean, I feel like you've already shared, but yeah. Uh, well, the other thing that I had, and I know that this is normal too, um, but not so normal because not everybody does. So, um, I wouldn't say that I'm a uh, a rager in traffic um, because I know people who actually uh, 
you know, their blood boils and, but, and, 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 and it's a condition, but I do, um, when people cut me off or, um, drive recklessly in my direction, <laughs> mm-hmm. honk, honk. And I'm like the only, um, and it's not just, Ooh, watch out. You're about to hit me. It's spite you. You almost hit me. Um, you're safe now, but you, you shouldn't drive like that. So that was, that was the other thing that I had, um, written down for today. Yeah. You know, rage is an acceptable emotion. I think we've been taught that rage is somehow inappropriate or dangerous. It's definitely not feminine. <laughs> but they, your guides and I, but your guides are not seeing this as a problem that needs to be solved. How dare you speak up for yourself when you are feeling unsafe, Della? <laughs> right? Yeah, well, I got honked back at the other day when they cut me off. <laughs> well, good for them. That's yeah. fine. Yeah. You are communicating to the world, hey, I don't feel safe. That's not, I don't accept that in my physical experience. I have a boundary with that behavior. That's perfectly healthy communication. Yeah. There, and, and as you pointed out, there's a difference between road rage, blood boiling, wanting to pull over so you can duke it out and wanting to say, hey, I don't feel comfortable with you driving around me like that. You want to go drive that way with your mom and your sister and your whoever on the road, that's none of my business. So I think it's interesting that the two things that you've brought up here today that are things you want to work on are just you judging yourself. Like I'm not allowed to want to feel safe while I'm driving. I'm not allowed to communicate that. Of course you are. And of course you're allowed to get mad about it. So here's, I did pull up your astrology chart and I'm an amateur astrologer, but um, your moon rules your chart and your moon is in a very similar place on your chart as it is in my chart. It's very important. And your moon is your emotional body. So your emotions are very, they're a big voice in your lifetime. And they're, I mean, obviously we're all human. We all have emotions that are important to everybody, but for you, your emotions are a big part of your journey in this physical incarnation. And your moon is in the sign of Libra. Libra likes balance. Libra likes harmony and peace. And so I think that in addition to whatever conditioning you have received in this lifetime, you also have this moon that really doesn't want to feel all of the feelings. It, it would much rather have peace all the time than have to speak up for itself and feel rage on occasion. Yeah, 
Yeah. And that's, I'm like, that's okay that that's what your moon wants. I would, I hope that we could bring your moon some peace today, you know, but it's just also knowing like, okay, this is a part of my, a part of my DNA is I don't like having to feel these feelings and yet they're there, you know, a part of my DNA is I don't like going to parties. I'll stand on a stage and speak, but I don't like going to parties. And that doesn't necessarily mean I don't go to parties. I know that they serve me and I know how to prepare myself to go, but I just understand that about myself. So it's the same thing with your moon. You love to feel at peace. You feel at home when you're feeling peaceful. And so anytime you're not feeling that, it can be uncomfortable. It can like, obviously it's uncomfortable to feel a negative emotion anyway, but there's this added sense of something has gone wrong because I'm feeling something that's not peaceful in love. I got to change this. Does that resonate? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because I'm so good at judging myself. Yeah. That whatever it is. Um, oh, well, you must be, you, you, you're not doing it right. <laughs> Whenever I feel like that, I immediately blame myself. So I say, um, oh, you're feeling negative or you're feeling rage, then you're not doing it right. You are doing something wrong because you feel this way. Right. You're not allowed to feel this way. Right. Yeah. And I think this is so tricky for us spiritual people. I think we, we don't know how to be human all the time. <laughs> You know, and we've sort of lost sight that we came here to have the full human ex experience, which includes, it includes the sex and the chocolate and the pleasure. And it also includes the rage and the, how dare you cut me off and make me feel unsafe when I'm just trying to go to work, you know? So, yeah. So this is just something to, to be aware of that you can give yourself permission so like, yes, I'm, I'm supposed to feel this on occasion and, you know, rage and anger serve their protective emotions. You know, if somebody had cut you off and you didn't feel angry, then there's no part of your brain telling you I'm not safe. You know what I mean? So if you didn't have that rush of emotion, you wouldn't be as on guard and you might be more likely to just get hit and not care, you know, so they're important emotions. They keep us safe they have a purpose and so we just want to you know it's not there's a few go ahead i was just gonna say it's not just that i don't like being human some or feel those emotions i don't i don't want to be human sometimes you know i just i don't want to i'm like <laughs> This darn yeah. human experience. Ah. Anyway. Who chose this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of course. Here's the thing that's interesting. I Yeah, I want to take it here. You have, looking at your chart... You are really good at being seen. Do you know that about yourself? Not quite sure what you mean. You're looking at me like you don't even know what I'm talking about. Okay. Um, 
There are some people who would prefer to be in the background, would never want to be on stage. Oh, yes. You know what I mean? I do know that about myself. I love being on stage. (laughs) Yeah. You're, and it's not just that you enjoy it. You're also good at it. You're good at being seen. The, the trouble with that is that the more we're seen, the more kind of damning our self-judgment can be. Because we have this like added layer of audience, you know, which even when we're just at home by ourselves, we have this invisible audience all the time. But there's this like pressure for you. And, and um, just that, that when I'm alone, there's an audience. That's, that's, that's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. The um, guides and angels and spirits and everything. It's, it's, and sometimes I'm like, how do you get enough satisfaction in your world by living in my head 24 <laughs> seven? There's got to hope you like, yeah, take a break, go away. <laughs> That's just that whole judgment thing, I guess, coming back. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, your your brain is so it everything runs through that hub of judgment you know and like all of our brains have their patterns but it it almost feels like you'll take in a new piece of information about anything about the shape of a butterfly's wings about the color of a flower petal like you'll take in a new piece of information and even that information has to get routed through the hub of self-judgment and it's like maybe i'm not appreciating it enough or maybe i'm not understanding why it's important but it's like these things come into your life and not everything you're going to have a conscious aware thought of but everything is going to get routed through that hub of i'm not good enough i'm not worthy something has something's wrong with me And so that's the thing where we have to try to, I mean, obviously any sort of pattern, we're, we're always trying to heal our neural patterns, our thought patterns. Um, but it's like, let's imagine if your brain's hub, instead of self-judgment, if it was life is a miracle. Like how differently you would experience all those human things, even the interaction of somebody cutting you off. Like the fact that our reflexes are quick enough that somebody thought of horns, like you could have a totally different response to that. If, if the hub was life is a miracle slash, and I'm supported. And every moment can be cherished and, um, not wasted, I guess. Um, yeah. And we have to be careful with these thoughts too, because in the same way that we were saying earlier, like rage doesn't feel spiritual. These thoughts, if we use them the wrong way, can sort of make it feel like we're supposed to be happy all the time and we're supposed to be in spiritual wonder all the time. And that's not what I'm trying to get you towards. Um, 
but it's just a creative exercise in if we looked at the same exact circumstances but the neural patterning wasn't to go to self-judgment and the neural patterning was to consider it from a different lens how might your experience differ i've been getting a lot of those clues in um um, um you know a meditation that i do from michael from um different places that that a change in perception is really where it's at it's where things aren't as bad as you think they are um if you look at things differently then it's not that your life will be easier but it'll just be more enjoyable there will be more joy yeah so here's what we're going to work on that we're going to practice and you and i are going to stay in touch about this over the next few days the idea that we're going to go from like judging self all the time to life is a miracle and every moment can be cherished. Like that's not a leap that we're going to make, you know, we're going to make lots of little leaps before we get from A to B. So what we're going to start with is we are just going to lean into the judgment, but we're going to shift the perspective just a little bit. So right now your, your judgment is looking out through your eyes. So you're looking out through your experience. And sometimes there's like a mirror there and you're looking back at yourself. And that's like the route that your judgment is taking. So instead, what we want you to do is we want you to take your judgment and we want you to lift it up over your head, like take a bird's eye view. I'm saying we, cause I'm, you know, in partnership with your guys. Um, and so let's say there's a situation that comes up you've been cut off on the highway and you honk the horn and you're really mad about it. And we want you to judge the situation as if you are above yourself and you're looking down at all the humans and you're like, Oh, look at that. That human is driving the way they want to drive. And that other human really doesn't like it. It makes her uncomfortable. And look, she's honking so that she can protect herself. Isn't that interesting? Oh my gosh. And now she's judging herself for honking. Isn't that interesting? Like, it, like if you could just like, it's not like we're going to step out of the judgment. We just want to shift the perspective to be like, look at the humans. You know what I mean? Yes. And kind of, and it can still be a little bit condescending because judgment is, it can be a like, come on humans, you know, <laughs> but really it's like, they want you to shift and, and just to depersonalize it a little bit to go up above, take the bird's eye view. And maybe you start to tell a different story about the other person that honked. Like maybe your intuition might click in and you might be like, Oh dude, that person's late for a meeting or, Oh dude, that person's always been a jerk, but it's because of yada, yada, like whoever, whatever the judgment is, but it's just allowing that judgment, to take a different perspective. We want to think about like neural pattern changes as being a ladder where you don't get from where you are now to the top of the tower in one step. You know what I mean? And so this first step is we're just going to take the bird's eye view and we're going to allow ourselves to judge all of it. And we're going to kind of, in a way that feels a little bit condescending, if we're being honest, we're going to kind of turn the humans into. A, 
a creature just like every other creature. Mm -hmm. You know? Oh, look at that human, you know? They may have a very so justifiable reason for getting there faster. Yeah. They might. Or they might just be a jerk. Yeah. <laughs> that's they, they, true. Like, that's fine. Maybe they're just a jerk. That's fine, too. You know, like, we can allow that sometimes people are just jerks. We don't have to make everybody out to be an angel or to be like, oh, well, their wife is pregnant and in labor, so they must hurry. Like, we can allow for the truth to be there. It, you know, this... Partially, it's a lot of spiritual people. Partially, it's a very feminine thing. We're always wanting to give this benefit of the doubt. And I think it it, it makes wrong ah. the full human experience. That's just the way they are. So that's kind of the assignment. Okay. It, it could be. We don't know. Yeah. And if they are, so let's say the person, let's say they're just a jerk, whether it's a driving or somebody that you work with, it's like, well, then, then you get to decide how do I want to feel about it, you know, or, or do I want to set up a different boundary, you know? So in the car situation, you could decide, all right, that person was in a, in a XYZ car with XYZ color. And anytime I see that kind of car, I'm going to do whatever I do. Or if it's somebody that you work with, you could decide, okay, I'm going to change jobs or I'm going to get on a project that doesn't include them or, or whatever it is. Like we get to do with whatever we want with that information. Um, I think there's a time for discernment and healing and there's a time for allowing our initial judgments to be evolved so to speak mm. so like it let's say we decide this person's a jerk then yeah maybe later in our meditation we go there's probably a reason they are that way like their soul came here to have whatever they had like there's times for us to allow for that human experience but it's also okay to just have the judgment The reason why we have the judgment is so that we can feel the emotion. The reason why we have the emotion is so that we can be safe. It's a survival mechanism. Okay. Inherently, judgment is a survival mechanism. And so when we're judging ourselves for judging, we're literally saying to ourselves, stop being human. So it's like, no wonder you don't want to be human because you're doing to yourself, you're, you're upset at yourself all the time for doing what humans do. Okay. I see that. Yeah. And here's your, your guides want to give you a little bit of insight into, you know, what you said earlier about like, oh my gosh, their whole job is to just be in my brain all the time. And they're like, no. <laughs> their job is to align the universe in a way that works for your soul. That's what their job is. And as a part of that, do they have a very intimate knowledge of who you are and what you're thinking and feeling and how you're seeing things? Absolutely. 
but they also have a very intimate knowledge of who you are that you don't have. Mm. And they know how to contextualize that whole picture in a way that you and I can't really understand. And this, this idea of like being worthy for spiritual connection is obviously, as you said, it's one that we all struggle with because um, we have our human egos. Um, but it's so ironic, isn't it? It's so ironic because before you were born, you were enmeshed. Yeah. And we're still enmeshed and we just don't know it. Yeah. You know, and it's, it's like trying, it's like trying to be like, well, air is stupid. Well, like maybe air is stupid, but you need it. So, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's, we're arguing with reality on that and that's okay. <laughs> Comparing that with air. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> so you and I are going to have a follow-up call in two or three weeks. We'll decide later. Um, but the homework for the next three days, the homework is when you catch yourself judging yourself or anybody else, just in a state of judgment, number one, to be like, I'm doing the human thing. Sweet. This is what helps humans survive. Good for me. I'm doing the human thing. And now I'm going to shift and I'm going to go up above and I'm going to shift my perspective and I'm just going to look at me as human and you're and you're going to see yourself and sometimes you're not going to like it like sometimes you're going to be in the oh my god she knows better you know <laughs> sometimes there's going to be that third party it's still going to be judgment but sometimes you're going to see it and you're going to be like well, yeah, she didn't sleep well and she hasn't had her coffee. And then this guy and he, his brake lights are out. I mean, of course, that's how she responded. So step one, celebrate that you're judging. It's keeping you safe in this human experience. Step two, try to shift your awareness as if you are not you and you're just watching you. Okay. Step three, if you want to go there, if there's time. Stay in that bird's eye view and ask spirit to show you anything that would benefit your vision. And for and if you are better with clairaudience or clairvoyance, if you however you receive spiritual information, I'm saying show you because we've been using this I, visual thing, um, but it may drop in as a knowing however you experience it. Okay. And if it's not, if, if you ask spirit for help and you don't hear something that's loving and compassionate, then know that that's your ego okay. and that's okay. You're like, all right. Okay. So that's the homework. And I'm, we're going to check in, in in three days and see if, if you've been able to do it, how it's going. Um, we have a few more minutes here. So is there anything else you'd like to say or ask before we kind of wrap up for today? I, I do. Um, and if it's, this is something that we need to save for next time, that's fine. Um, I'm sure that the rest of the world is aghast at, uh, what is happening with these two wars that are going on. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I'm finding it very hard to um, not judge the people doing it and, and how the hell did this, did we get here? And um, I can't watch the news anymore. I just, yeah. Um, I don't know if there's any words of comfort or not words of comfort, but uh, how do, how do we deal with stuff like this? What's this atrocious human humans causing other suffering humans humans suffering and other humans how how i don't know yeah there's so much to this question they're not going to address the the tv media aspect because we don't have time um but just as a quick throwaway everybody be mindful with what you're consuming and limit yourself to tv or radio whatever just be mindful of how much you're consuming um, and to understand that you are traumatizing yourself every time you expose yourself. And so unless you really know how to care for yourself in that journey, perhaps don't traumatize yourself so much. Um, People are capable of many things. You know, we are learning through this war that people are capable of doing things that seem like how is a human even capable of doing that to another human? You, does it, you know, I'll just leave it at that. And people are also capable of the opposite. And in any, I don't want to, I'm going to call it a problem, which is not an appropriate word, but in any problem, there is inherently a solution. Like we live in a universe that has infinite potential. There is no darkness where spirit cannot meet us and so our job as individuals that are not in the situation that are not currently trying to figure out how to keep ourselves alive our jobs is to a stay and enough in touch with our intuition our higher power so that we can take the action that we need to take so this could be donating money. This could be calling politicians. This could be checking on your friends. Um, in a way that we don't, like, let's say that you have friends that have family in Israel. I do. We don't want to, <laughs> we don't want to call them and check on them so that we can feel better. You know, we have to be already okay with whatever it is that that they're going through so that we can hold space for them. And so the task, and I, to you personally, I don't want to really want to say this because you're struggling with self-judgment. So I'm answering this question at a large, at a larger context for anybody listening. The task is to look at the themes of this war 
and see where we are in alignment with those themes. This is righteousness. You know, I am right. This is my land because you deserve to be ostracized because there's this righteousness over humanity. Mm-hmm. There's dehumanization, mm-hmm. which we all struggle with. But so finding in in ourselves, where are we dehumanizing others? Where are we choosing righteousness over peace, over collective well-being? Where are we choosing to tell the same historical story over and over and over again, rather than open our hearts and minds to something radically new and different? Where are we not willing to believe that all of this trauma that's been passed down to us might be healed, that we might turn a new page? There's so much about this war. We could talk about Israel and Palestine. We could talk about, you know, we could talk about Ukraine and Russia. There's so much of these outer wars that play out internally within us. And again, I don't want to judge the humans for being human, you know. Of I course, do. people <laughs> that have become oppressed want to oppress other people. That's how they feel powerful in their oppression. You know, of course, that's what it is. So I don't, you know, we're not answering this. So to give you more room to judge yourself, but, but that's when you can't do anything about what's happening the world away, you can do something about what's happening inside of yourself. And as humans, we really don't get how connected it all is. We don't get it. And that's okay. We're not meant to get it. We came down here to forget, but we are so connected. And if all of us who are just watching, feeling helpless, did this deep dive and to try to ask ourselves, where am I choosing righteousness over collective well being? Where am I choosing to hold on to the wounds that I, that I have and that my ancestors had instead of choosing collective well being? And there's no, I'm not shaming anybody, you know, but those are the questions that we can sit with. And is it, it's a pretty big ask to go to your subconscious imagination and say, take this story that you have had your entire life that has been handed to you across generation, across generation after generation, it's been documented. Like take this story and just let it go so that we can have a world in which everybody has their, their basic human needs met. Like that's a big radical ask. And that's not something that we're going to be able to sit down in meditation and just imagine very easily how this is all going to come to a place of peace. But if humans are capable of doing to other humans what's being done right now, then humans are capable of coming together and figuring out how do we shift towards collective well-being? 
how do we reimagine this situation? What does love look like? What does justice look like? And so it's just asking yourself those questions. And I don't know how people, how not even as somebody living it just as bystanders, I don't know how people get through it without a faith practice personally. Mm. You know, I don't really subscribe to one specific religion, but I have a lot of faith and I have a lot of spiritual connection that I rely on mm -hmm. to help me have a different perspective of life. And I think everybody has to really find that within themselves. And I guess understand that those people who are doing these terrorist acts, they don't, they can't. I mean, um, they don't know that there's beings that are helping them through this life actively. Um, and that's, that's, that's a faith that to me is the biggest. It's just knowing that they're there. Yeah. And we have to let go of our need for understanding. <laughs> and there it is. Yeah. The human mind wants to understand everything because How, it thinks why? if we understand it, it can keep us safe. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But we don't really understand any of the things we think we understand. Right. <laughs> You know, we, we think we understand so much and we, we don't, and that's okay. So it's also to just let go of the need to understand and to just hold space for your own suffering regarding other people's suffering. And, you know, at times like these, we have to be really gentle with ourselves and with each other. And that's the other call is people that put statements on social media, you know, some people are going to say, but you're not considering this or you're not considering that. And it's like, there's no way to make a statement and not upset somebody. Mm -hmm. And that's okay. So it's just like being very gentle with ourselves and with people and understanding that this process of being a human in a global world is so complex. I mean, just think it's not that many years ago, what, a hundred years ago, if this had gone on, how much longer it would take for us to know about it and how much less we would actually know. We wouldn't be seeing videos. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like it's so much different. So our, our bodies are I believe our bodies are not yet used to the amount of information that we get. It's a lot, <laughs> you know, it's a lot. And so we have to be really mindful of what we expose ourselves to at the same time. And the thing um, is, I think there's a part of us. No, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say that it's not just a family member. I have a, a former college roommate, a, a friend that I've known for many decades is there she lives there with her mom and so yeah. she checks in twice a day on facebook thank goodness um 
but you know, I, I told her this morning or I, I texted her if, if, if you need to talk, I'm, I'm always here. And at the same time, there's no way I can understand or give comfort. Um, you know, I can give comfort, but <laughs> you know, yeah. So what do you say? I guess I don't, I just listen. You just listen. I mean, what, what is there to say? What were, I mean, come on, like what words are gonna. Yeah. None. Yeah. And so we, we do what is spiritually ours to do for some people that's lighting a candle and praying for some people that's going for a walk and praying and trying to get answers. Like you do what is yours to do that will keep you spiritually fed as possible so that you have the emotional capacity to hold space if that arises. But it's, it's also people watch way more than they should, mm. whether that's news, whether that's social media, we already know, you already know what's happening. You have the lay of the land. So how much is it really benefiting you to learn all the other details? I am and how grateful. much is it benefiting the people that are going through it? Right. That you know all the other details. I'm grateful I don't have that need. So just being very, yeah, being very mindful of, of that. So, well, thank you for opening that up since this is, you know, this is going to be published not long after we're having this conversation. So I'm sure there's going to be lots of people that need to hear it. Um, to close out our session, I'm going to invite your, your guides in and just to give you and I had time to just shift our energy and prepare for you to leave our time together. Ah, so we're closing our eyes and breathing in whatever way you feel called to breathe. And I want you to imagine that your guides are taking your hands. There's a guide to your left and a guide to your right. And I want you to imagine that they feel almost like a grandparent, where it feels so nurturing, you feel so cherished, but also firm. Somebody that has seen the world. There's a wise, loving elder to either side of you. And while you hold hands with your guides, I want you to visualize before you a sunrise. And as the sun rises, you feel that light making its way across your body. You feel the shadow of darkness slowly receding. And as the light reaches you, you feel healing and you full, fully seen by the sun. In this moment, the sun exists just to see you. And behind you stand rows and rows of angels 
underscore getting to experience this love and joy of watching you be seen. And you notice on the horizon an echo of yourself, a past version of yourself, perhaps that you've had lots of judgment about, but you see her differently now. And you see that the sun reflects her perfection. Yes, she is fully human in all the great and terrible ways that she's also fully divine. And as you're standing here with guides holding hands to either side, you realize that if that version of yourself that you had so hated you now come to understand as being perfect. Then surely this version of yourself is exactly who you are supposed to be. Divinely connected and humorously, if not tragically, egoic. This human version of yourself for all your strengths, for all your weaknesses, your quirks, is 100% divine. Now I ask that your angels and your guides combine their energies to form one sphere of energy, one orb of white light. And we invite that orb to move into your heart chakra and to expand out through your body. That you are fully reunited and comfortable with the presence of spirit in your physical experience. And as we prepare now to come back to this human experience, back to this body, on this chair, on this computer, we take with us the experience of the sunrise, of being seen for all that we are. And just allowing it to be so. Just allowing the universe to do what the universe is designed to do. Worthiness is not about 
you achieving, you accepting, you changing your thoughts. Worthiness is just allowing spirit to do what spirit does. So together now, we bring our attention back to this time, back to this place, carrying with us our guides, our angels. And we fully step in to the sunrise. And when you're ready, I would just want you to Give me a sign that you're back. It was beautiful, Amy. And guides. Right, and so I'm gonna... <laughs> hmm? I just said that was beautiful. Oh. oh, good, good. All right, so we will stop the recording here for our podcast listeners, and then you and I will hang on so we can schedule our next um, time together. So for all of you listening to the podcast, thank you for joining us and I'll be in touch next week.